I've got my comments on, so y'all need to interact. What's going on? Tell me how you are. Tell me how your day is going. I'm so happy to be back. Two consecutive weeks in a row. Hold on, let me get my positioning correct here. What's up? I hope you're having a great week. You may see me squirt my cat with a spray bottle. He's climbing up the curtains. The animals are acting crazy today. We'll blame it on Mercury. It's in retrograde. What exactly that means? I don't know means something wonky with technology. So I know Facebook and um, what Instagram were down yesterday. Hmm. Wonder why. Wonder what's really going on. Okay. So let's talk about bullying. I would love to know your experiences with bullying, especially in the realm of sports, because um, I used to tell my kids often kids can be mean. I don't say that anymore. Because energetically, it's just not a good thing to say. And we want to prepare our kids, right? But you kind of call in the shit you talk about. This is quantum physics and this is quantum inspiration. So, you know, I have to go there. So I don't really say that to my kids anymore. But I had an experience a couple of days ago and I was so freaking proud of myself of how I handled the situation with my kid because he was bullied by another team, another player on his hockey team. And so I'll tell you how I handled it differently than I've handled it in the past. But I would like to know in the comments, how do you handle these situations? Like, what is your initial initial response? And I want to talk about your body. How does your body respond when you know that someone has bullied your child? This is a really interesting conversation to think about how your body responds. It'll make sense in a minute. I want to tell you in the past how my body used to respond. When somebody would do something to my kids, which I'm going to reframe that and say, do something for my kids, because everything is always happening for us not to us, no matter what the situation, no matter how dire it may seem, it is always happening for us and not to us. And this is how we take our power back in our lives. This is how we maintain our power in our lives as sovereign beings, because we are powerful. Um, so I used to, when something would happen, you know, my kid would come up and say, so-and-so did this to me. Mama bear, boom, immediately would kick in. My heart would start racing. I would feel kind of flustered and I would immediately go into defense mode. Now, I would not outwardly necessarily like I'm an adult, right? I'm not going to go be mean to a child over making a bad decision. It's not how I roll. But um, physically, I would feel my heart close and I would kind of drop into like survival mode. That fight or flight response, where I've got to defend my kid. And it would really piss me off. And I would feel it physically in my body. And I don't do that anymore. And I don't do that anymore for multiple reasons, right? Because 
I am modeling behavior that my kids are going to adopt when they grow up. When you go into fight or flight response and close your heart, you give away all of your power to the situation. Um, and it doesn't, it really doesn't serve. It doesn't serve. And I meditate every day and meditation keeps you in the fucking zone. If you meditate every day, even if it's just for 10 or 15 minutes, five minutes, even two minutes, you are far more likely to stay in the zone because you train your brain, both sides of your brain to work together synchronistically. And so they're firing back and forth. And so you are in the zone. You have the ability to stay in that sweet spot much more easily than when you don't meditate. And so um, I so what happened is he brought a different water bottle. He brought a hydro flask to hockey because we couldn't find his water bottle. And it's what we had, right? Like big fucking deal. It's not a big deal, right? But one of the kids had to point it out and they actually called him a loser over it. And James had really struggled the entire practice. He had um, football beforehand and he was tired and he just, we, we should have reset before he even went into practice. And so part of that is to, we call in experiences around us. Again, this is how we maintain our power. Like we're always calling in the experiences that occur around us based on our vibration internally, because your external world is always a reflection of your inward state. This is real shit. This is real science. And so we should have reset him lesson learned. I'll file that in my memory bank. Um, but after practice, he was still kind of struggling. He said his skates were too tight. He didn't tell anyone, so couldn't loosen his skates. And so he was just struggling. And so he came up to me and he looked at me. He looked me in my eyes. He looked up at me and he said, mom, one of my friends, this is someone he'd always been nice to, nothing but nice to, on my team called me a loser because I had a hydro flask. And... I was really proud of myself because I didn't, I didn't drop out, right? Like I stayed fully present. I didn't get pissed off. My heart didn't start racing. I didn't go into mama bear mode. I actually went straight to compassion for not only him, but also for the other kid. And I get it. There are certain extremes to this. Like if someone's getting like beat up by someone else, I get it. There are always extremes, but I'm just talking about my personal circumstance to give you some insight to that. So um, the first thing I thought was that little boy that said that to my little boy was bullied in that way in the past. And he carried that behavior on. And so we can either be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We can either be a conductor or an insulator, right? We can either carry on what has occurred or we can stop it. We can teach our kids to be conductors or insulators. And I'm very proud of the fact that I have absolutely taught, taught my kids to halt, to halt shit like that, to not carry it on and to not pass it on. I know that James is not going to go carry that pain to someone else because this is what happens, right? When kids are hurt, when kids are hurt by someone, they carry that behavior on. They, it moves through them. It lives in them, especially if they don't get the compassion and the empathy that they deserve and they do it to someone else. It's that ripple effect. 
And so it's like, what kind of ripple effect do we want to teach our kids to carry through the world, right? And so how do we stop that? Like, how do we empower our kids and help them to wrap their heart and their mind around situations like that? And so this is what I said to James. I said, only hurt people hurt others. And we're all hurt, right? We've all been hurt by others. And the question is, it's not about the situation. It's about how you handle the situation. And so I explained to him that that little boy was bullied by someone and he carried that behavior on. And so now we get to sit with that and have empathy and compassion for him and not repeat the behavior. In many situations, I probably would have like addressed it with the parent or addressed it with the child and the parent. But at this point, I didn't know who the hell the kid was. He had a helmet on. We were far removed from the situation. So we're just going to talk about it and move on. So I actually, I actually got really teary eyed when he said this to me because it hit me. I, I was already feeling like massive empathy for him because he was struggling. And then when he looked up at me, he's got these little pretty little blue innocent eyes and he looked up at me and he said, somebody called me a loser. And it just oh, it hit me like a ton of bricks, but it didn't make me angry. It made me sad. It opened my heart like it cracked my heart wide open for him and that little boy. So I scooped him up in the middle of everyone, which I'm sure probably kind of embarrassed him. And I just squeezed him so tight because, you know, we overcomplicate things sometimes. But really, all our kids want is empathy and acknowledgement. Um, and sometimes we tell our kids to suck it up. Like as we were walking out, as he was leaving the ice and walking out into the lobby of the ice rink, he was crying. He was crying over something different, but his dad told him not to cry in front of his friends. That really, that night they kind of pissed me off. <laughs> Heart closed, pissed off. Um, fight or flight. No, I'm kidding. But it did, it did, it triggered me because I'm like over this. And this is a whole nother topic we could talk about is like empowered masculine. There's a lot of dudes on this channel, right? Like what is empowered masculine? Like, is it really not okay to cry in front of your friends or like do real men cry in front of their friends? It's really interesting. Um, so I told James, I said, it's okay to cry in front of your friends cry because you know what happens when you don't cry, you hold on to that shit for the rest of your life. And then you grow up and the experience that little tiny, what seems so minuscule that happened to you when you were seven years old on the ice playing hockey, you're still dealing with it as a 40-year-old man and you don't know it, but it's sitting in your field. It's sitting in your subconscious and it's kind of fucking every once in a while. So this is why we teach our kids to like move the emotion through their bodies. Like we're done with the days where you don't cry. Maybe, you know, some little boys don't like to cry in front of other little boys just because. And so, but like go home and go in your room and like have a good cry and move that shit through your body so you're not holding on to it. So that you have an open vessel to create cool, amazing experiences through your life. So I was really proud of myself as a parent. I would love to know how you handle situate like bullying situations. Like what's your gut reaction? And is it serving? Is it serving? Are you thoughtful about it? How do you address it with your kid? What are you saying to them? I would love to know. I know I'm not the only parent that is super thoughtful and like um, aware of how 
these situations imprint on our kids, especially if we don't just give them the space, the acknowledgement and the empathy that they need. All they want is to be scooped up, maybe not scooped up if they're big (laughs) and, and hugged and like acknowledged and say, like all I said to him that helped him move it through his body and move out of his energy field and move upward and onward is I'm sorry that happened to you. I guarantee you someone did that to that kid. In some way, that kid was bullied and they passed it on to you. And now we get to be the ones who are in control, in the driver's seat, super fucking powerful. And we get to stop the flow of that. We get to be the insulator of that. Boom. Stopped in its path. He's not going to do that to another kid. And that ripple effect is halted. And it changes the entire energy of every human being that you've ever, ever come in contact with or not come in contact with. It changed the entire energy of that ice skating rink. And so this is quantum physics. Like this is real. This is really real how energy works. So I'm going to give you a a scientific example. I don't know. uh, Like I watched this video about a quantum physicist who was studying um, the human genome. Okay. Like, okay. So this is what they did. They took a person and they took a piece of his DNA and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a fleck of skin or a piece of hair. I don't know what they did, but they took something from this human being that had his DNA in it and they removed it and, but they kept it next to him. And what they did is they, they did certain experiments to affect the emotions inside of this man. What emotions is he emitting energetically, right? What is moving through his body? And what they found is that same energetic frequency was experienced in the piece of him that was removed. It gets cooler. Then they took this piece and put it in another room. Did the experiment again, moving emotions through this man. Frequency was the same. The change, the fluctuation was the same in this piece of DNA that was in the other room. Then they took it miles away and conducted the experiment. Same emotions emitting from this man, like doing whatever, manipulating him in whatever way, his energetic field to emit, um, to pull, evoke emotions in him. Same shit was happening in the piece of DNA that they removed from his body. Okay. What does this tell you? It tells you like the connection, the energetic connection and realize that we are all the same. Like there is no separation. Literally, we are all the same. We are fractals of the same big love and light that is the creator of all. The one source, whatever you call it, source, spirit, God, whatever you call it. We are all fractals. We are all pieces of that same energy. And if we could see the energy that flows, if we could see the web, oh man, gosh, we we would pass out. It would be too overwhelming. That literally everything that happens We are all connected. There is no disconnection. We are all one big blob of energy. (laughs) One big blob of energy. And so in seeing, like, 
they took that piece of him and took it way, way far away. But yet the energy was still connected. And if there's no separation, this is all within us. And so what we do to ourselves, we do to another. What we do to another, we do to the entire collective. And so like you being here watching this right now is shifting the energy, raising the vibration of the planet. So this is why you should watch my show every fucking week. <laughs> Don't miss a week. And you should comment and you should like and you should share it because then that all just, it just connects us even deeper and just raises your vibration more <laughs> because that's what I'm here for. Okay. So tell me how you deal with a, a situation. Tell me if this kind of shifted your outlook a little bit. Tell me if this triggers you. Triggers are our treasures. Like if this triggers you, that's good. If I trigger you, that's really good because it just shows you a piece of you that you like need to address. Right? Like what, what piece of you is there that you need to address within this situation? And how do you react? Like, do you, does your heart start beating really fast? I mean, like I, I guarantee you if I saw some little, you know, like hockey's rough, right? Like they check each, they're not really supposed to check each other until, I don't know, I think it's like 13 or something. Somebody can correct me on that in hockey if I'm wrong. Um, but they get really rough out there. And sometimes whew, my heart sinks. Sometimes I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, okay, it's a sport. It's, it's like the culture within the sport, which is interesting. Like what kind of cultures are we breeding within our sports? And this place that James plays hockey, they're really good about like, if it gets too rough, they're like, Hey, wait a minute, what's going on? So, okay. So this is food for thought. Mm, very interesting. I love quantum physics. It makes me tick. I hope that you're having a great week. And I want to remind you that you are absolutely unique. Put in the comments, tell me something unique about yourself. What are you proud of within yourself? And then even put something in there about your kids. But it's all about you first. Because when you're serving you first, you are the highest version of you. And then you can really give to the world around you. So you are unique. No one, absolutely no one has what you have to offer the world. So share your gift with the world because when you are inspired, it means that there is a desire. If there is a desire, you are needed. So share your gift. Now's the time. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be crystal clean. You see me stuttering all the time and saying, um, just go out there and share it with the world because the world needs you. Dylan, rules always change on that. When I was in grade two, my coach had us practice fights. Oh, shit. It got so rough that I got my leg broke. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yes, you're right. Um, rules are always changing. And I think the rule just recently changed. That's why I'm not real sure um, what age they can actually check like that. But, dude, that's crazy. I don't like that. Um, that I'm, I, I do not approve of that culture. How do you feel about that? No, I'm not OK with that. Um, now, there has been one time where I was watching hockey practice and these boys were brothers. I didn't know they were brothers, but still I, like these boys were being really rough with each other, like not taking each other out with their hockey sticks and, you know, whatever. They can do whatever they want at home. But when the other kids see that they're breeding that culture. And yes, I was the embarrassing mom that was actually like, um, check those kids because they are not OK. 
And he said, you're right. I'm sorry. And I will check them just so you know, they're brothers, but that doesn't make it okay. And I was like, you're right. It doesn't make that okay. And oh my gosh, if I was that parent, I'll say I would whoop them, but I wouldn't because I don't do that. Um, all right. Thank you for your comment, Dylan. I appreciate it so, so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I love you, love you, love you so, so deeply. And I'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one.